You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and we're going to try every time to talk about everything we can think of about revival. I've been through revivals, led revivals. You can read about me and the revivals I've led in books and periodicals for years. And that's the thing I want to talk about. You know, I'm glad for anybody that's for revival. And there's a lot of people out there starting to talk about revival. And there's all kinds of podcasts about revival. And there's broadcast, podcast, Facebook, all kinds of people talking about it. And uh, that's good. But we've got to make sure that the people talking about revival are not trying to cash in on it or grab hold of an opportunity when they really haven't been in one. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope they've been around revival. Maybe they're parents attended some from the 90s or in the 2000 revivals, or I hope they've read books and accounts of revivals over the years of what were they like? Because a true move, revival move of God, it's so stunning. It, It takes over everything. It takes over your entire life. I mean, you couldn't be in a true move of God and, and be so swept away by God on a Friday night and get up at 6.30 in the morning and go play golf all Saturday morning. You just, it's not that the golf is wrong. It's just like you'd be so swept, you're so swept away by the power of God, you wouldn't want to play golf. You just, in a, you live in another realm. And so, like we've said, when we first did, you know, we'd had five and six services a week. People came from all over the world. And then we'd get on a plane and fly someplace else and do three or four other services in another city, fly back and still do more services to four and five. And that went on for over three years. And so just swept away and and you didn't do anything else. You didn't want to do anything else, but everybody was so hungry for God. You, you were kind of required to walk in this thing. That's a lot different than just, you know, talking about uh, a move of God once a month or something like that. And just, just having a good service and thank God for good services. But let's make sure that we're really defining a, a true move of God that is, uh, that, that is, is so powerful that it takes over your life, your church, your thoughts, your family. And that's what we're shooting for when we, well, at least when I talk about revival. We need something that's more powerful than anything else we've experienced in this life and overtakes our depression, overtakes uh, our, our weaknesses, overtakes our worldliness so we can be the light of the world, so we can attract all these people uh, to the house of God. And matter of fact, let me mention this too. This kind of something you need to think about. We got some people, I wouldn't say everybody, but some people talking about revival that don't even go to church. You ask them, well, what church do you go to? They don't even go to church. They just, they just broadcast revival (laughs) or write about it. You know, well, I just write about it. Well, where do you think, um, a true move of God's going to land. And you go back and study history, you know, it, it ended up in the people came to churches. They packed the churches out. So you can just learn from that and 
whether you like to hear it or not, go back and study it for yourself and find out. Well, today I'm talking from Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God, and we'll talk about that in a minute, the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. In other words, the grace of God has appeared to everybody. The grace of God is kind of known. It's around for everybody, and we need to talk about that. A lot have been teaching about grace. and uh, You know, today people get the grace of God all mixed up with forgiveness. Because if you listen to all the teaching of the grace of God, it's like, a, it's like just another word for forgiveness. It's like, a, it's like a, you know, you're going to walk the tightrope of Christianity, but thank God for grace, which is like a net. Then in case you fall, there's a net underneath you to catch you. Well, I don't know. I think the Bible more gives us forgiveness to say, look, if you mess up, you know, he's faithful and just. We know that. Jesus is faithful and just. If you need forgiveness and you belong to him, he's faithful and just. You confess your sins, he's going to forgive you of your sins. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So thank God for, the, for forgiveness. But what we, we use is uh, so much the church has used the word grace to give us a license to do whatever we want without asking forgiveness. In other words, we just got to get out of jail free card. And so we just live loosely uh, without worrying about it, because thank God for grace. And don't understand, the biblical teaching of grace is that it was that a person came to, uh, a person who didn't have anything, you know, because that's why they always tell you, you can't earn. Grace is unearned, unearned favor. So a person that didn't have anything, couldn't earn anything, would go to another person that's got everything. Go to another person. This is in the Roman, started with Roman culture oh, to a person who had everything. They were rich or powerful or whatever, military guy, I don't know, politician, whatever, and go and present their life to them. And when you presented your life to them, they would bring you in to their life of riches or power or military, whatever, and share all that they have with you by grace. You didn't earn it. They just said, listen, I want to share all I got with you and make something out of you. Or they, you'd go ask them to do it. Or they'd just see you and say, you, you could really be somebody. You could be somebody. I'm going to take you into my circle, my favor, my circle of favor, and I'm going to make something out of you, and I'm going to share all I've got, and you don't have to earn it. You just got to walk in it. And the only thing you had to do was continue to give honor and loyalty to the one who gave you the grace. Well, that doesn't have anything to do, if you study it for sure, which we can't get into the full length of it here, but if you study it, the, the, the full uh, uh, you know, interpretation of grace, you'll find out it has nothing to do with falling. It has nothing to do with slipping. It has nothing to do with loose living because that wasn't there. You do that and you are out. You, you, you were out of the circle. You were out of the favor. You got all that unearned favor because you had none of it yourself. Somebody else had it and was willing to give it to you as long as you stayed loyal, faithful, and in that circle of favor and supported the one who gave you the grace. So simple. Well, here the, uh, Titus says grace, that kind of grace, has been given to everybody. Everybody. Salvation, the grace of salvation has been offered to everybody. So everybody listen to my voice, anybody that ever hears it or your voice in this context, can have the grace of God where God offers you favor 
that you don't have, things you can't earn, things that you don't have in your life, and he just brings you into a circle of favor and prosperity and hope and, you know, uh, just the joy of the Lord of our strength, all these kind of things. And you walk in that, and the only thing you have to do is just stay, stay faithful to God, loyal, loving, honorable, just stay in the circle of God's kingdom, and then all those things are yours. That's true grace. Grace is not a get-out-of-jail-free card, and it's not, oh, thank God for grace if I mess up. No, thank God for forgiveness if you mess up. So don't get your terms messed up. Don't get them confused. Well, this says this. Okay, so the grace of God that's offered to everybody, guess what it says? It says, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. Well, that's just the opposite of what most people teach today. Most people, whatever that pop was in our room, most people, (laughs) we all got surprised, most people teach that grace means you can say yes to ungodliness because, okay, you got a net, you got grace, you got unearned favorites. Okay, thank God for grace. So it's just the opposite. Grace teaches you to say, no, you haven't found grace till you're telling yourself no. Stop telling yourself yes. Tell yourself no. And you start saying no to ungodliness, no to worldly passions. And that's when we start getting revival in, when the grace of God becomes the power in your life. It becomes a power to say no to ungodliness, no to worldly passions, and live a life self-controlled, upright, and godly in this present age. Well, if, we, if, if you're preaching revival, you hear a preacher revival, wh- what are they telling you to do? How do you know you're moving towards it? What is your goal? So if we ever get it, we'll know we got it. Well, the goal of revival would be that people would live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives and live in that presence and glory of God in, in a godly life with God. Then, then we'd say, we, I am revived because I wasn't living that godly life. I wasn't in that passion for God. I had a passion for the world, but thank the Lord, through the grace of God, I had, was able to say no to ungodliness and the glory of God has overtaken me where all I want to do is run, run for him, run with him. And if the presence of God is on my life and not mine, but yours too. We come into the house of God. We begin to sing and worship God. And oh, the heavens just open and his appearing, you know, of his presence and glory comes upon us. And we don't want to be anyplace else. We don't want to do anything else. We don't want to talk about anything else. And it's just the glory of God is just the, through the grace of God. God is just through the grace of God has shared himself with us. Now, that's a long way from somebody saying yes to ungodliness and saying, well, it's okay. Grace will cover you. Grace will cover you. So don't get it confused with forgiveness. Thank God for forgiveness. But the grace of God is the power to do something with your life that you couldn't do. It's the power to become something that you couldn't become. And that's what that's what a, a person would do. Said, I'm going to give you unearned favor to become something. You couldn't, and you won't be able to become this without me. That's what they do. And so that's what Jesus is coming to you. And that's where we start coming to other people and offering them a salvation that doesn't get them by and say, well, you know, you choose this salvation so you won't have to go to hell. No, choose this salvation so you can become what you can't become because Jesus is going to give you his favor. And do things you couldn't do. Go places you couldn't go. Become what you couldn't become. 
And so you'll start saying no to the things that rob you of your greatness and start saying yes to the power of God. Yes, yes, yes. Until you, till you get rid of those worldly passions and you get a passion for the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ. And now you can say, I have been revived. Well, I hope that helps you today to get a better clue of what is revival. And so until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival. Revival.